Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Cell phones, pay attention. I tell you, start down the fire like a sucker. I'm doing well. I'm here from Vegas, out here shooting, so having some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's Vegas? It's good. It's definitely different than the East Coast. They say, you know, you don't have mountains just staring at you out on the East Coast. You're either in the mountains or you're not in the mountains. So it's, that's the first thing that really takes me when I, you know, fly into Vegas or anywhere out here. It's like, wow, you know, the mountains and just the layout of the land is so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Like originally? I'm from Northern New Jersey. So I'm not from the part when you fly into Newark Airport or the Jersey Shore, I'm coming from the part that has the mountains and the horse country and, yeah. and everything. The reason why we're called the Garden State, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think most, like, everyone in the other 49 states probably has no idea that that No, nope, they all ask, you know, oh, what exit, what beach are you, you going to? And I'm like, no, I'm not from that part, but I do go to the beach, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm from Texas, and it's somewhat the same way, because everybody just thinks of, like, Dallas or Austin. Dallas, Austin, yeah, right, yeah. Nowhere near any of those places. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of that that same vibe, I guess. But I mean, are you living in Vegas, or are you just? No, so I'm. You know, I'm married with two kids, and we live in New Jersey. So I flew out here, and I'm shooting. I got in on the eighth, and then I'm here until Sunday shooting, and then I'm driving out to LA, and then I'll be shooting in LA for three days, and then flying from LA back home to New Jersey. I'm just here working. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've been able to stay pretty busy during the whole you know, shutdown. Well, so with the shutdowns, I mean, New Jersey still doesn't have anything opened compared yeah. to, you know, Vegas and everything. We, our gyms aren't even opened. Um, they're just starting to do a little bit of the restaurants. They have like 10% indoors, which ends up being like one table indoors, you know, so yeah. It's definitely hard. And then all of the testing that we have as performers, we have to get COVID tested pretty much like every, most places like 48 hour tests for COVID. Mm -hmm. So we're getting tested all the time when we have shoots, but the testing facilities out on the East coast aren't as easily accessible. They're double the price and there's only one in the state. So it gets a little bit hard um, to find it worthwhile to then get tested and then have to shoot on the East coast. So it makes it, you know, it's not the best to be away from my kids for, you know, a week and everything. It gets hard, you know, and then I get the mommy guilt, but it's, it's so I do, I get the mommy guilt, like, oh no, like I'm away from the kids, you know, and they're yeah. young, but, you know, flights are just so cheap right now too, that flying in and out of Vegas or LA or wherever I may be going, it's, it's worth it, you know. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you can fly to like Miami for like, you know, $30. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is like one of the good things. It's just that, like, I mean, I don't know if maybe I'm just being like, being like weak or something, but the masks, 
fuck with me so bad. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's definitely, you know, I'm one that's like prone to anxiety and panic attacks. And I, mine are mostly sensation-based. So anything that goes on my face, I automatically go into a panic attack and sensation-based like anxiety attack. Um, yeah. So I usually have to time like, okay, what am I doing today that I need to be in a mask? Like, how long is it going to take me? And usually, you know, 45 yeah. minutes is that sweet spot, like that I can be like, okay, I'm going to pound out all of my grocery, you know, shopping and everything within 45 minutes. But then being on a plane for five, six hours with a mask on, it's pretty gnarly, especially because I'm already, you know, like I say, I'm Kristen Wig from Bridesmaids when I'm on a plane. Like, there's something they're not telling us. There's something they're not yeah, telling yeah. us. You know, a bump is happening. I'm like, huh? Like, what? What was yeah. that? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it makes it interesting even more so, you know? Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I, I, mean, I have crazy panic attacks just like out of nowhere. But yeah. the masks, like, I've had to work on, like, fucking basically becoming a Buddhist monk. Like yeah, just to right. go to Walmart, like I'm yeah. sitting in my truck, like just like breathing, like doing breathing. Breath. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's one part well, about so, being yeah. out here in Vegas is that you know they have uh, they have the good stuff out here that you can't get in Jersey. You know, as yeah. far as going to a dispensary or, or something. You know, me, I'm mostly just a CBD girl because I'm such a type A. Like I'm high energy that I really mm-hmm. something will usually put me over the edge versus calm me down. Yeah. So I usually just do like high dosage CBD, which you still can't really get in New Jersey. So I'm like, okay, I've got like my good CBD. Now I can be like, okay and not worry about my anxiety or anything, you know? Yeah, I will say the one good thing is that like, it's made everybody realize how much their breaths fucking stink on a daily basis. <laughs> Everyone's brushing their teeth and got extra packets of gum on them. Yeah. Like I'll smoke like a couple of cigarettes and put my mask on and damn near pass out. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's, I mean, it seems like, you know, it probably slowed down for a lot of people, like, especially in. in, Yeah, I mean, everyone was hit hard. And, you know, especially with having kids, you know, schools were closed down. All schools now are doing virtual learning pretty much in New Jersey. Kids aren't being sent Mm -hmm. to school. So, you know, my kids are two under four years old. So I'm homeschooling them. I, you know, I'm pulling them from school and homeschooling because I'm pretty good with my numbers and letters and colors and shapes. So I think I can handle that that age, you know? So I'll be homeschooling them on top of working. And, you know, my husband is working from home and, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, he's trying to work from home, you know, in his little space upstairs, but then the kids still know, oh, daddy's home, but it's like, no, daddy's not technically really, you know, he's physically home, but he's not actually home, you know? He's yeah. still working and they, you know, want to go in there and goof off when he's on the work call, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it has had to make everybody's parents become teachers, which is a disaster for most people. Yeah, but most at the same time, I think kids are going to learn a lot more, though, too, because now, yeah. you know, so there, there's two ends of that spectrum. The ones mm-hmm. that make your heart bleed because the kids that use school as a get, you know, as an escape that we're dealing with being abused at home or not having meals, you know, and schools giving them breakfast and lunch. And now their parents are abusing them more or locking them in a closet or like how many of these stories have you seen where like kids were found in a shed like a month into the quarantine, you know? So it's, it's really sad, but at the same time, doing the, the virtual, you know, learning or the homeschooling, it's mm. cool because it's a one-on-one. So now 
you're going to be able to sit down with your kids and take the time and maybe find, well, my child needs help here or wow, my child really excels here. Mm -hmm. And then the cool thing is you can do field trips a little bit more, right? You can get outside, you can go on hikes, you can teach your Mm -hmm. kids about your town, about maybe even silly things like your town's history or we have, um, there's a wolf um, preserve not too far from our house and they do educational tours. So we're really excited to take the kids for like this. They teach you about all the different kinds of wolves, their habitats and everything. So it's really cool. You know, the new experiences that you can have, you know, everything. Um, So that's good. I mean, my parents wouldn't have done shit like that for me. (laughs) I am my mother's daughter. You know, she's, I joke that my parents still to this day are like the old school black and white, leave it to beaver. Um, show you know my father always wears a suit and tie every single day to work my mom had you know females a day are on the are on the table you know very old school you know I have the fear in me of my parents you know it's you know (laughs) so it's definitely you know obviously different parenting will do different things but at least it's it's an option you know and now it's a lot different too because everyone's on facebook so there are all these mom groups on facebook and playdate groups and you know everyone asking each other questions like oh like i don't know how to use this program or what should i do now so at least there's a lot more people that you can easily ask in your pajamas on your phone you know what should i do now you know yeah for sure yeah i there's there's definitely a good side to it i just i just know a lot of the people that i know that are parents they were yeah, no, it's, it's really it's definitely hard and yeah it you know it definitely puts a strain on relationships to yeah. within the house sure. and you know like date night isn't really a thing you know and then you know I'm joking around that you know I'm like okay I'm like trying to sneak a blowjob with my husband I'm like quick pull the pants down the kids are downstairs like for two seconds you know but then they're like all of a sudden you'll hear them sneak up the stairs and I'm like I'm just helping daddy with his pants you know like woo we're okay you know so it's it makes yeah. it interesting in that respect in like finding time to connect you know or even finding time for that the kids can if it's a rainy day then we're stuck inside all day and then everyone gets cabin fear even more you know than we already have or a nice snowy day in new jersey you know <laughs> so yeah that's, yeah that's how i am like i get like cabin fever like crazy so i just have to just go out and just do random shit that like yeah. i was never doing but like yeah. i mean it does seem that you've been able to you know handle it well as far as like i mean career-wise because it seems like it shut down really for everybody it did it pretty much shut down for everyone and then everyone's like okay like what kind of content do i have in queue and everyone Mm -hmm. really realized even more so like oh after this is done i need to be shooting my own my own content so that i have that buffer that i can just blast out because you know passive income is great i could be asleep and Mm -hmm. people are buying my clips and you know so only fans obviously increased and skyrocketed um mm-hmm. which was good for the people in the industry but then you get a lot of like you know a lot of my friends or mom friends that are like oh I'm gonna join an OnlyFans and I'm gonna show my booty you know and I'm like oh okay like you know yeah. <laughs> like good oh, luck you know have fun cool. with that but I mean yeah. as soon as they reopened for for shooting I mm-hmm. you know I told my husband my PR my agent I said book me for everything I said I'm a hustler no matter what mm-hmm. I'm very old school you know, I'm there 15 minutes early, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I'm professional, accountable, reliable, like, I'm just that kind of a person, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, as soon as it opens, I'm hustling, right now, I'm out here in Vegas, I'm shooting at least once a day, or while I'm out here, 
um, in yep. Vegas and LA because I was like, if I'm going to be out here and I'm traveling, I'm here to hustle, you know, book me for everything. Yeah. Let's do this. Like, investing in my brand, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, OnlyFans is just skyrocketing for everybody. It seems like, I mean, is that kind of what it's been like for you too? So it was a little bit of both because everyone, like we were just talking about the dynamics change. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people mm -hmm. are working from home or pay cuts, not getting a bonus. So a wow. lot of times people were like, Hey, I, you know, I really want to subscribe, but it's just not, you know, this extra $5 I really need for my groceries or, you know, yeah. or maybe tipping went down or, you know, the extra premiums. So it was, it was good. Like it stayed mm -hmm. consistent, but there were times when they started to do like the real big layoffs right in the beginning. You saw a little bit of a dip and then everyone was kind of like, no, I need this in my life. <laughs> you know, it is kind of a pick me up for subscribers and everything. Um, and I like to think that I try to give my subscribers as much as I can. You know, I'm yeah. posting all access. I'm only posting things there that you're not going to see anywhere else too. <laughs> and all of my premium content that I post on any of my other clip stores, I give to them for at least 50 to 60% off. So I'm trying to give, I'll, you know, be loyal to my loyal subscribers too. So I, I hope that subscribers and fans that were on OnlyFans felt that too, that we understood that they were going through a hard time and we, you know, yeah. tried to make it a little bit easier too. Yeah. Then it's good that you're actually giving people like the content that they're there for. Cause I know. Yeah, I try. I mean, some people charge like $3 and you're like, yay, it's $3. And then you have to pay for everything. So I'm trying yeah. to find like a happy medium. You know, I charge $6 for mine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm posting at least two or three times a day on my feed i'm giving yeah. full length stuff i'm you know like i said i'm posting things that you know people aren't going to get anywhere else so i try to make it worth the subscription and then some you know plus i'm i dm on my only fans you know like i'll talk to anyone that's subscribing mm -hmm. and everything too um if yeah. it turns into like a, someone wants to talk 24 7 and wants me to be on call then i'm gonna be like hey you know, yeah. can you please tip me for my time? Because this is also my income or whatever. But I do, I try to talk to everyone that sends me messages and, you know, respond to any comments or likes on, on all of my posts as much as I can, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, how long have you been in the, like, porn industry? So, do you want the long story of, like, how I got here and just cover it all right now? Okay. So, yeah. about six years ago, my husband and I met on Tinder. <laughs> and um yeah. he actually so he actually turned me down i tried to suck his dick in the car after our first date and he's like no no no, i want to wait and i'm like dude we met on tinder like what is this you know and he's like you would have hit it and quit it i wanted you to <laughs> i wanted to make you wait so that i can have the whole thing and i'm like okay fine whatever so <laughs> he and i start to then build our relationship and realize wow we are not vanilla people you know and this is kind of working out nicely so he started, I don't know if you're familiar with this website, FetLife at all, or heard of it. The best way I, so the best way I can describe it is that it's like a fetish Facebook. It's okay. a safe, yeah. and it's like, it's almost like a blog place too. So if you have, you know, the big reason my husband joined is because he had a lot of kinks or fetishes that maybe his friends wouldn't understand and yeah. you know it was right. one of those things like dude what's your problem that you like that when it actually isn't that bad but it's really hard mm -hmm. to talk to your friends about some kinks especially as a guy 
you know? So he joined just to find people that were like-minded and he could chat with and be like, oh, you had that experience. That's really cool, you know? So it was actually a safe space, but he was posting the things that I was sexting him on his page. And then I found out and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, he's like, but he like, you know, I have tattoos. So he like redacted my tattoos and my face and like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, you should have just told me, you know, that you're going to do this. He's like, yeah, you know, like stupid, you know, hindsight is 2020. So then we ended up posting our stuff together and made like a joint site. And we had 10,000 followers that were like, hey, you know, where else can we find you? And I'm like, what do you mean where else can you find me? I'm just fooling around with my boyfriend at the time. Like, glad you're enjoying this too. So we were like, okay, well, why don't we start to post our stuff on the clips for sale and Pornhub and see, you know, if people respond well. And they were, they were responding really well. And then nine months later, I was pregnant with our daughter. And then we had our daughter, you know, got married, had our daughter. And then six months after having our daughter, I was pregnant with our son. So I was pretty much pregnant for like two plus years, you know, like and dealing with kids, you know, for two, three years. So we had to put that all on hold. And then about a year and a half ago, we're like, okay, let's jump into this, like two feet in, let's go. And at the New Jersey Exotica a year and a half ago, I started shooting my first scenes and my first scenes were with, um, Richard Mann, Rome Major, and Black Piper are all really great guys in the industry. So I lucked out that my first introduction to the industry were with really great stand-up guys, too, you know. So I've been really lucky that the people I've worked with have all warmed my heart. And honestly, I was, you know, before kids, I was a D1 athlete, six-pack, like size double zero, you know. And then after kids, like you have this whole different outlook on your body or who you are or whatever. And I was self-conscious going into it. I didn't know how I felt about my body, my skills, my, you know, everything. And everyone that I've met in the industry, you know, more or less, there, there are jerks in any, you know, industry or part of life that you have, but really anyone that I've had interactions with, they've all been so great and made me feel so amazing about myself. Um, so it, yeah. it's really helped me and the high energy, you really just feed off of people's energy too. Mm-hmm. And having, you know, nice, positive, high energy in the industry has really been amazing. So yeah, so about a year and a half, I've been yeah. pounding it out, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm. Mean, so you do, cause I've always thought it was kind of an interesting thing that you would imagine that it could be like a real confidence booster. Like there's something about like, like, a, I mean, it's more so for like, for a, a woman's perspective, I guess, but yeah. to be like sexually um, open. Like free, yeah. Right, right. There's, there's like a competence that comes with it. Yeah, very much so. So I always joke that I'm you know, on all of my social media platforms, you'll see I'm the greediest slut, you know, that you'll ever meet. And normally if you use the word slut, people are using it like the word like, oh, you're a skank or you're a slut right. or whatever. But you know, here it's like, no, I want to be that slut because it's like, that means that I'm doing everything that you had a fantasy about. And so I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm the greediest slut, you know? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's totally different. And it's nice that you don't have to hide, you know, that you are, I don't want to say sexually active, but you're just sexually free and the desires that you have are, you know, are accepted and, and everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. So th- did you have, I mean, was there any notion that you would be doing this like beforehand or was it just no. something? Honestly, no. So I was, 
Um, <laughs> I was a phys ed and sex ed teacher um, before getting into foreign. Yeah, so I was sense. perfectly yeah. fine, like being an athlete and coach and teacher. And yeah. then when I had my kids, it changed. Um, so it was my husband that told me, he's like, you got to get into it. And he's the one that started the whole, you're a greedy slut. You might as well get paid for what you already love, you know? <laughs> so I really had no, you know, there was no foreshadowing before besides me liking to have sex a lot and liking to give blowjobs and do this and that. There wasn't really like, you know what, when I grow up, I'm going to be a porn star. So it was, you know, only later on that we were like, okay, like, let's jump into this. Let's have some fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is cool to, to, I guess, you know, to get to that point where, you know, you're saying that you may have been somewhat like self-conscious of yourself, but mm-hmm. you have to get to the, the opposite end of the spectrum in a no. pretty short amount of time. But yeah, I mean, it seems, I think it probably comes across as being kind of backwards. To people because they would think that it would probably make your self-esteem like more heightened yeah whatever. so it, you know it's like twofold right because if you get trolls on the internet that are like oh yeah. my god like you look horrible in that outfit you look fat your hair looks horrible your makeup looks you know at the end of the day we're just like oh it's just someone that's going to sit there and troll so you shouldn't care about it but then if you had any self-doubt about that shoot to begin with and then you know it doesn't help um right. Also, you know, I'm 31, so I'm not a spring chicken, you know, compared to some of these girls coming in. So, you know, it makes me more aware of like, okay, you know, have to make sure that, you know, I'm taking good care of my body. And I was always one to work out and, you know, stay in shape anyway. But it, you know, it then also stays, you know, in the forefront too, you know, like you have to like stay, you got to get in shape, you got to, you know, do X, Y, and Z for your brand and for what's out there, you know, so so that's really where the self-conscious thing would come in is you know like oh i didn't feel as good at that shoot and then you get a little Mm -hmm. bit of you know fan backlash or you know troll backlash i should say because i don't think a fan's gonna be (laughs) that jerky about anything but you know for the most part it is really good and it's nice because you know there are really you can appreciate everyone too i always Mm -hmm. say that girls are more open about appreciating a pretty woman you know, if there's a pretty girl, they can more openly say like, oh, she's, that's, she's really hot. Like she looks really good in that outfit and no one would blink twice. Whereas if a guy was like, Hey, like that guy's looking good. Sometimes, you know, (laughs) close-minded friends really wouldn't understand like, dude, why are you looking at that guy? It's like, no, like, why can't you appreciate a pretty person or someone that you find attractive? Cause we all find different types of people attractive. Right. So it's nice that it can be, it's more open of like, oh, like you're really attractive, whether you're a guy or girl or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, however you identify yourself, you can just appreciate the beauty, you know, without having to deal with like, well, why are you looking at that person? It's like, no, they're like pretty, they're cool, look at their energy, you know? So it's yeah, yeah. cool how you can do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I think that's really just kind of a part of like masculinity is that. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about you can't like talk that. about dudes. Thing, yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> what guys do is if like there's money involved in the hypothetical yeah. like, fear of like being killed like yeah, the only times I know the guys are so and it's funny because I feel like a lot if guys were actually more open you know on a day-to-day basis it would be so much more chill because yeah guys can appreciate a good-looking guy 
you know, like you can't tell me that you're not going to appreciate some of these guys that are in like all the Marvel movies that take really good care mm -hmm. of themselves, you know, like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah. even though everyone looks at me like weird when I say like I'm team Loki over team Thor, like that's just my, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of just like a thing that's like embedded into us like at a young age is like, yeah you know, you can't have, like, appreciation for, like, for attractiveness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, which is kind of hard, because, like, there's, it's almost like art, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and if you can't be open about, like, someone being beautiful or being attractive, it even comes down to the middle school idea, right? Like, you wear an outfit or a backpack or a, a, even a folder that you're really excited about bringing to school, right? And someone makes a comment about how they really like your new shirt that you were so pumped about getting. Like it makes you feel really good inside when you're excited about that. And it's that same concept. Who cares if it's a t-shirt or a person's body that you find attractive? You know, it like think of how great you felt at that moment, you know, in middle school when you got that attention of something you were proud of, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do you so I mean I mean, you haven't been doing porn just like a really long time, but I guess in, you know, adult entertainment years. You, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Well, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, really relatively, you know, because I'm sure the average career span. So it, de it depends, right? So some girls come in right away and they're like pounding out scenes all the time. Um, and then some girls are in it for 10 years. And then after 10 years, go huge so you've got both ends and you know there are girls that have been here since they were young and now they're doing the MILF categories and they're still they're OGs and you have to respect you know how much they hustle so it really it depends you know some people I'll shoot with and they'll be like oh how long have you been shooting and I'm like oh you know like a year and a half or whatever and like oh my god like you've only been in it for a year and a half like that's great you're hustling you're doing a great job yeah. and then some people are, you know, like, oh, you've been doing it a year and a half, but you haven't shot with this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah, well, I haven't sold my soul to any devils. And that's why I'm, you know, <laughs> that's why I'm not doing any of that stuff yet. And I'm not doing, you know, and there are a couple of categories that I don't do either. And I was like, well, I'm not right. going to do those categories because those are limits for me right now. So you'll get both right. ends of, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But do you have like a, a bucket list? Yeah, I, you know call it my I, mean? fuck, I call it my fuck it list, actually. <laughs> um, and honestly, pretty much everyone that was on my fuck it list, I've checked off. I've been really lucky. Um, okay. You know, of the people that I've shot with, um, you know, Isaiah Maxwell, Richard Mann, great people. Roe Major, Johnny Sins, Mick Blue, Sarah Vandella, Lauren Phillips, Sarah St. Clair, you know, like really amazing people that I've come in contact with. Um, I want to be able, and I hate saying this because as soon as I say it, people then ask me a timeline and I can't give anyone a timeline. I would like to do anal at some point. I don't want to become an anal slut. I'm not going to be that girl that only shoots anal or anal's always on the table, you know, because some of these girls then just get put in a corner of like oh well she does anal so now that's all we're gonna book you for um yeah. so I honestly I don't see it being within even a six month timeline I see it being longer no. than that honestly right now but I would mm -hmm. like to be able to do that um I really want to do a gangbang which stay tuned because I think I have a gangbang coming possibly next in the next month or two 
Um, so I really want to do a gangbang. Um, I did a blow bang already and that was so much fun. Um, let's see what else. Honestly, just, I just love meeting new people in this. I'm very much an one that loves to network and loves to have conversations with people in the industry. So meeting, meeting new people and seeing their energy or their ideas, honestly, is like the top of my list, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's an important part of it too, the, the limits. Mm-hmm. Like, do, so do you have, you know, cause it's, it's a point that's been brought up a few times, like hard limits versus soft limits. Yeah. So in the beginning, you know, it was very different. Even though my husband was the one that was like, get into it, go be that greedy slut, you know, and everything, mm-hmm. we still had limits. And we realized in the beginning that the limits we put out there were a little bit hard to stick with. Um, one of the hardest ones was like no kissing. And, you know, when you're doing passionate scenes or whatever, you know, I was allowed to like make out with a girl because, you know, everyone loves seeing two girls make out or whatever. But then we reevaluated it and it's like, hey, you know what, with these passionate scenes, you know, yeah. kissing is kind of going to be on the table. And originally I was coming at it like pretty woman, which says my age when I'm, you know, quoting pretty woman. <laughs> But, but, you know, she had the whole, like, you know, don't kiss me on the lips, you know, you can kiss me anywhere else kind of a thing. Um, And that's kind of how we first went into it. So as we've gone on, our limits as a couple have disappeared. So he and I no longer have limits of what I do that we're okay with. However, um, my limits for shooting, I don't do anal, I don't do puke, I don't do fire. I don't do serious injury. Yeah, I don't do serious injury. I, so I like impact play. I like BDSM. I don't want you breaking the st- skin. I don't want a, a mark that's going to be lasting really long that I'm going to be like screwed out of shoots or whatever. Um, I don't do like bathroom play. So I don't do like piss and like all that stuff. Um, did I say puke? I don't do puke. like, so I love to deep throat. So a lot of people and get face talk. So a lot of people, you know, producers or whatever will come to me and they're like, Oh, well, we went into a scene and you're going to puke. And I say, no, I won't puke. Sorry. Like you can face fuck the hell out of me, but nothing's coming up, you know? Um, so that's pretty much, and I don't do any like bestiality or anything derogatory towards anyone. Um, okay. I don't care if you're a purple alien or, you know, no. you know, white, black, Chinese, like I won't, like I won't do any of that stuff um you know we all have we also all have different fetishes so it's hard you know when people come to you and they have a certain fetish and then you have to tell them like hey you know I don't do that I'm sorry you know it's just not my thing um but yeah so so right now that's my I pretty much don't have any soft nose just Mm -hmm. because I always ask anybody gonna shoot with them well, what are you looking for in a scene? What's mm-hmm. the plot? What are the, you know, the bullet points of what you want? Because then everything is out on the table and I can easily, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to be like, well, what do you want? And let me see if that matches what I'm okay with versus what are you okay and not okay with? Because the one time I leave mm-hmm. something out, maybe then they're going to be like, oh, well, that's really what we wanted. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, shoot, I didn't realize that that was going to be part of it. So it's yeah. a lot easier to have hard nose and soft nose because then that becomes a gray area so I really don't have any soft it's more like hard limits of like these are definitely no's and then we can just have fun you know outside of that yeah yeah and because I can understand that you don't even though you're you have to have your limits everybody does but you don't want to seem judgmental of someone's 
fetish because yeah. everybody has a fetish and everybody's fetish is weird to somebody. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think just personally, and like, I bring it up all the time, but I think like foot fetishes are weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm not judgmental that people like it because I mean, you're yeah. not hurting anybody by wanting to. Yeah. Like, I, have a, I have a lot of foot fetish fans and like, being an athlete, my feet were, you know, I did ballet. I was an athlete. So like feet were never like a cute thing. Cause like you were just being an athlete the whole time, you know? And yeah. so I have a lot of people that really like it. And I always get my, mm-hmm. my pedicure. So I'm like, all right, my toes are always pedicures. So I was like, all right, I'll take a pedicure picture, you know, and I'll send it out for my foot lovers. But that normally wasn't something that I was like, you know, mm-hmm. touch my feet or, you know, be all about it. So it's kind of, you know, neat how things, yeah you know, then you can find a way to try to make everyone happy too at the same time, you know. Did you have any, you know, as somebody that wasn't coming in to the adult entertainment business, Mm -hmm. like that wasn't necessarily your goal, like, you know, at one point, but did you personally have misconceptions about what the industry would be like? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd say the year before, before I did Exotica to shoot mm-hmm. when I just went in as like a civilian, you know, with my husband, you know, yeah. I was like any other like dumb bitch, if you will, like, you know, like I, I hate to say it, but it's, you know, like a lot of mm-hmm. girls go in there and they're like, oh my God, like, you know, resting bitch face, looking at all the girls, like, why is my man yeah. looking at all these girls? They probably want to fuck my man. Like, you know, I was also coming off of just having kids. So like my self-esteem was the lowest it could possibly have been in my entire life. Um, yeah. So that wasn't helping. We ended up going to Exotica. I had so much fun um, being there and it really opened up my eyes. And I tell, I tell my girlfriends all the time, like go to Exotica, you know, because it's so much fun. And honestly, when I go to Exotica, I will look and talk to the girl. If there's a couple first instead of the guy, so that the girl knows like, Hey, like I also find like, you're a beautiful girl. Like, yeah. thank you for being here and supporting us. I totally know what it's like to be on that side, you know, of it all here with your, your date, your, you know, your partner. And then, you know, so a lot of times I'll try to feel out a situation too, because there are a lot of girls that'll muscle their, their boyfriends or their girlfriends or significant others, you know, into yeah. going to an exotica and you kind of see like, okay, this one's the tentative one and they're unsure. And that's when it's like, oh, Hey, like, thank you so much for coming, you know? Because I 100% was like, oh, he's just going to be staring at hot chicks the whole time and fantasizing about these girls that I'm not. And, you know, it's, it, it really is hard, um, I think, to, we've, we've kind of been brought up to in a society that we're not good enough. Um, and we've all, you know, we've all had, you know, I shouldn't say we all, but we've all had relationships that have, you know, left a mark you know of of some sort you know i had i had horrible boyfriends that told me that i wasn't pretty enough and you know i always joke that there are any and outie pussies right you know so like i have an outie pussy that like wants to be in the spotlight and like the whole nine and i had like an ex-boyfriend that would shame me for having like a porn pussy you know versus like a little like tucked in like cute little like prepubescent like you know package pussy you know so I had I wouldn't even let guys go down on me because he had left such like a scar of that thought in my mind so it's hard when you know we all have these different scars from different relationships you know um 
and then you're going into an exotica or you find out that your boyfriend or girlfriend is watching porn and then it's like well am i not good enough you know like why are you going somewhere else for it and honestly it's not where we all have sexual desires and a lot of times we just want to get our rocks off (laughs) you know like we need that little like you know you know my husband jokes like oh fuck you're horny aren't you because you're turning into a bitch and i'm like yes fuck me right now or i'm going to continue to be the biggest bitch in the world you know like you know we all we all have those moments right where we need to like have that release you know yeah for sure and i think i mean i think porn has really done you know people will obviously criticize it like Mm -hmm. all day every day that it ruins relationships or ruins this and that i think it i mean obviously all that has to do with who's absorbing the content like you know i mean you could listen to heavy metal and you know kill yourself but is it fucking judas priest's fault that you did oh my god i love heavy metal i'm a metalhead like give me some like august burns red and kill switch engage like those are my that's my jam Yeah. yeah, but but you know what I mean. Those that like yeah. it gets blamed for like yeah the actions of like a yeah, teenager. Yeah, no, it's true. And a lot of people the don't realize how safe it is, though. Too, um, sure. you know, everyone thinks that like we're going out and we're just being a bunch of like hooligans that are having sex and we're just like fucking everything that has a hole, you know, <laughs> and like not caring about it. You know, we like I just said, we have to be. You know, I'm within the what four days that i've been here i've been covid tested Mm. two three times um you know and then when i go out to la i'm getting i'm only out in la for three days i'm getting a fresh covid test again for the days that i'm out there and i need to get a full std panel every like 10 to 14 days Mm. so and it's all knowledge that we share with everybody and you can verify that it's you know legitimate Mm. i mean how many people out there actually know their status you know or know if they have an std or not you know they don't you know really so exactly so it's like it's totally different like people have this conception that they're like oh yeah you know they're just dicking around and whatever they want and fucking whoever they want when a lot of us are in relationships or only do stuff on camera or you know we're not out there looking to like steal your man or steal your girl and yeah, you know yeah. fuck in the back alley that's not you know <laughs> hate to burst your bubble but that's not what we're we're all looking to do yeah. you know um yeah. so yeah so it is it is hard because especially in the u.s mm-hmm. you know sex has kind of been vilified you know and and being open and nudity too you know we, we have this shame of of nudity you know, and like not being okay with your body. And I think it's really, you know, everyone asks me to segue. Everyone always asks me the question of, well, you have a son, you have a daughter. Like, what are you going to do if like your son finds your stuff or your daughter says, hey, mommy, I want to do porn. Well, that's when you talk about like knowing your own body. You start from the bases. Like before you do anything with anyone else, you should know your own body. You should know your safe space. You should know your likes and your dislikes, you know, know what you want before. And it's also about, it wasn't my first sexual experience either. You know, I was older when I got into it and I sat down with my husband and we had a list of boundaries and yeses and nos and we both together came to the yes conclusion. So I think more people have to be okay with knowing your own body and being okay with like being naked and knowing who you are 
in self-exploration when it comes to, you know, like masturbation and just being like, oh, look, this is what I have. This is what I'm working with. You know, a lot of people don't even know that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, And yeah, it's weird that in the U S that sex is such a fucking like taboo thing, even though we use it to sell everything, everything, but but like this. So like, I can't think of one company that hasn't used like tits at some point to sell a product yet. If you show like the hint of a nipple, like mm-hmm. oh my god, like it's the end of the yeah. world. Very yeah. strange that 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 we have such a double standard. Well, it's the it's the thing of like you're dressed like a yes, right? You know, like think of the whole, mm-hmm. you know, like the Miley Cyrus, you know, Taylor Swift thing. You know, everyone is like, oh well, Taylor Swift's the girl next door. Meanwhile, she's banging everyone in Hollywood. You know. <laughs> because of the way that she's coming out in with her brand yeah. and then everyone sees Miley Cyrus because she's she's being open with her sexuality but meanwhile she was monogamous and engaged to someone so it really is all about how someone perceives you on the outside and it really shouldn't be it should be like who you are as a person yeah. because there are a lot of great people in every industry and there are a lot of jerks in every industry like I was saying so you know. yeah but I would imagine that like the porn industry probably has a lot fewer jerks than any other entertainment form, you know? It, um, because it's the amount of like openness that you have to be willing yeah. to put up. Yeah, so we have like different, we have different kinds of jerks, you know, because we are so much okay. more vulnerable in our state. Our mm-hmm. level of jerk is a lot different than like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like you've already been so vulnerable with this person and now, you know, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, I've been really lucky that the people I've come in contact have all been great. I've heard horror stories about things mm-hmm. in the industry happening from every level, whether it's a performer yeah. or someone that's doing the back office stuff. It doesn't, you know, yeah. you know, they're out there. But the good thing about the industry is that, you know, more or less you can find someone in the industry who you think, who you call your family, right? And you can go to mm-hmm. and you can say, hey, you know, did you hear about this X, Y, and Z? And then you can talk about the situation too. And that's also a big reason why, you know, I'm with triple X star PR for my PR stuff and East coast um, for my agency, because, you know, if something's going on, you know, I'm not in LA, I'm not in Vegas, I'm not in Miami, I'm not in the hot spots where I'm in it every day. Or even if there's a lot of whisperings that they may catch wind of and they'd be like, Hey, Aria, like, just so you know, this is going on, you know, to give you like a heads up too yeah yeah and that's yeah so it ultimately it still seems like they're creating a pretty safe environment but i think a lot of people have a an idea that that is not yeah everyone everyone is still so fixated on like the the 80s porn you know like like that like that whole yeah you know where it is just like (laughs) you know everyone is just being sketchy and saying i can make you you know a star and you know you know kind of a thing when now it's a lot you know we've come really far from from that point in the porn history you know it's it's fucking it's such a massive form of entertainment i mean it is the most massive form of entertainment really if you look at numbers like i mean more people watch porn then go yeah. to like Facebook, and people YouTube, don't realize that we, that we also get hired for a lot of um like celebrity things too mm-hmm. 
you know, Janine was the nurse on Blink-182, you know, with the glove, like an OG in porn, you know, the Vixen girls get hired for music videos, you know, you don't realize it, but, you know, so it's, you know, you may not like us, but you see us all the time and you may not realize it, (laughs) you know, so. And and it's not, I mean, you're ultimately still an actress, like that's, or an actor, you know, but Hmm. like, that's a way that, people should be looking at it too is that like it's like you happen to have sex during your scenes but i mean johnny depp has had sex scenes they just weren't real but yeah why is it any different like don't yeah i'm pretty sure he probably had a boner if it was high you know (laughs) that's crazy to me that i've heard that like actors like don't get boners like when they're filming sex scenes that's gonna be some like really good like you know, in your head, you know, my grandma's underwear, you know, like Kelly Clarkson, you know, like 40 year old virgin stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, I think I probably got to get you out of here pretty soon. So, I mean, I do want to just obviously thank you for everything. It's been really fun to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super pumped that, no, you, no yeah, that you reached out and everything. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. Well, um, you know, go and promote everything that you have. Any Okay, yeah, definitely. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spell the second part of my name because everyone goes like, is that Middle Eastern? Like, what is that? It's actually my husband's gamer name, so you can blame him for that. But it's Aria Cade, and Cade is spelled K-H-A-I-D-E. You can find me on Twitter, Aria Cade Triple X. Instagram, XO Aria Cade. You can find me on many vids, clips for sale, Pornhub, Model Hub, and it's all easy, Aria Cade. And then, of course, OnlyFans, you'll find everything that you can't find anywhere else and lots of exclusives. And it's also one of the only places that I DM, including um, Sex Panther, too. You can find me, Aria Cade at Sex Panther. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much again. Like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I had a blast. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Well, I guess you just have to be prepared to die. Well, what? Pay attention. Get off your cell phones. Pay attention. Yeah.